Everyone loves card tricks, but it's a bit different than the normal card trick. So you can look through the entire pack, make a mental note of what you want, and just keep going. Right. You have one? I've got one. Okay, I'm just gonna go for what my gut reaction was, and I'm gonna pop it on the table, but I don't want you to look at it quite yet. Put your finger on top of the card so you know I don't change it. I feel like this hasn't worked. What was the, what was the card? Six of hearts. There's not a six of hearts in here. It's disappeared, it's in your pocket. I'm just joking. I did get it wrong. You can take a look. You can show the camera. Because it's not about the Queen of Hearts. It's about what the Queen of Hearts is holding. If you look closer, look. The Queen of Hearts is actually holding a card. What card is the Queen holding? <laughs> the six of hearts. Welcome to the brand new Unstoppable Podcast with your host, Johnny Pierce. In this podcast, we're going to cover all you need to develop unstoppable confidence, build an unbreakable mindset, and we're going to make sure that everything that you listen to is unforgettable. We'll dissect the lessons from the people that you want to hear from, and you have access to this completely free of charge. If you like it, don't forget to share it with your friends, and I'll see you on the inside. We are back with the Unstoppable Podcast, and we're here with the wonderful Joel M. Appreciate you being here, mate. Hello, Thanks hello, so my much. friend. Legend, looking forward to this. I'm actually, this is the first podcast I've been nervous for. The reason I'm nervous is because I'm worried about what magic Joel is going to do here and what he's going to know and learn about me. So he's an interesting character, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah we'll get right inside your head. Love Nobody it. wants to go there. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous place. Well, glad to have you, and thanks for asking. Yeah. I do want to say for the people watching, there's a big picture behind me. I did not buy that for myself. That was a gift. I'm not completely <laughs> deranged, but yeah. It's a great photo, though. Great, great image. Oh, it does all right. Yeah, yeah it shows you, in, shows you in your best light in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the days that I like bothered to scrub up and put uh, on a put on a suit doesn't happen often. Looking fresh. No, so today we're gonna do loads of different things. Obviously, Joel has been a huge success in his field. He's done amazing things for both our country, obviously being from here, and also the the world of magic. And most recently, has been taking part and obviously started a new role with Blue Peter, which is which is great and exciting for you. So I suppose, Joel, tell us a little bit more. Obviously, you've grew a huge following, over 20 million followers on social media and all those different things. Tell us a little bit about the, the journey, how it all started and kind of what happened for you. Well, the social media thing was a mistake. That wasn't part of the plan ever. I got into magic super young and that was my whole life. I don't remember not doing it. So I have like this origin story of how I got into it. And I do remember that, which is my grandfather loved Tommy Cooper and Paul Daniels. So we went to a magic shop in America. And I do remember that, but I, I don't remember anything else in childhood mm. where I wasn't doing magic. Like yeah. Anything else before that, I don't remember. So my whole life's just been doing tricks, practicing, getting it wrong, getting better slowly. And then it just so happens that at around the time COVID kicked in, I just happened to download TikTok maybe six, seven months before and start posting. I had always had a YouTube channel yeah. with my brother, but it wasn't even magic videos at first. It was Minecraft tutorial videos. Right, yeah. There's still a channel online with those on them. I can't remember the password, so I can't, I can't <laughs> delete them, but it doesn't have my name in it, so luckily. But you yeah. can hear my squeaky voice. Even uh, my friend in the background doesn't know that, so get searching. But yeah, so social media was an accident. It just happened that I liked making videos for fun with my brother we've done that 
since forever, whether it was just like pranky videos. He actually had a YouTube channel, which I did all the editing for. So I learned how to edit for him, not even for me. Uh -huh. Then I had loads of spare time on my hands whenever COVID had happened. I'd done a television show at that point, had a small Facebook following from one accidental viral video. Yeah. And I just had so much free time and thought, well, clearly this TikTok thing is gonna be big. Everyone's on it. It's all anyone's talking about. I'm just gonna go. 100% all in that since I can't do anything else, can't yeah. do gigs. It was actually quite scary because if you're an entertainer and there's a global lockdown, you can't entertain people, it was the only way. So it was sort of by brute force that that all yeah. happened. I, I think it's so interesting to hear everyone's perspective of what COVID was for them because we spoke to a number of different people on this podcast mm. and they've, everyone was scared, everyone was living the unknown. They didn't know what was gonna happen next. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. Some people used it in a really positive way. And like for you, obviously you lent into the, the TikTok thing, the social media thing, and that was obviously with huge return, but also yeah. people fell victim to the circumstances as well, well. This is what I always say is I got really, 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 really lucky in that nobody that was close to me got sick. So yeah. I have a very different experience than a lot of other people have. Yeah. Um, I'm very grateful. It did give me a lot of focus. Uh, I think I know some people with a similar experience. So of, of course it was a horrible, awful thing. But the thing it did teach me is that you can get a lot more done in a day than you think you can yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you just cut out all the distractions. So although parts of it were miserable, for the most part, I got my social connection from building up this audience and just spending yeah. a lot of time engaging with those people. I did a lot of live streaming over COVID as well. What um, was, that, what was, was the was audience change between the start of COVID to the end of COVID? Oh God, it, it was big. Yeah, so it took me, I would say it took me 10 years from starting my YouTube channel to get my first 10,000 people. And then it took me two years to get to a million people. Right. And then it took me another one year to get to like 15 million. So it snowballs really, yeah, really yeah. fast. But I think it's, it's that classic thing of, well, snowballs, it just yeah. it happened. Once you figure out how to make something work, you just keep bashing that button and don't stop. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they figure out what's working and then they stop doing that uh, for social. So I just find a format that works that yeah. I was good at and nobody else was doing and did it to death. I don't think, I'm trying to think what the math would be on this. It was really, COVID was what, two years mm -hmm. really? Roughly, yeah. And uh, I think we I did 1,200 videos in that time. So it was every day at least, well, I, do the math two or three videos yeah. a day without a break. And it was worth it, it yeah. was really good. And, and yeah. people always say repetition's the mother of all skills. That's so true. that was essentially what you did. And obviously you knew it was working, so you repeated it. And mm. a lot of people will see you as an overnight success. You know, this guy mm. that came out of nowhere, but in actual fact, you mentioned there, you were on YouTube, social media for like yeah. 10 years prior to maybe what would seem to be an overnight success. Totally. I will say with one as regards to COVID, the thing that was the best about that and the biggest learning was that when, you, when you're stuck by yourself, you really don't care what anybody else thinks of you. And because I didn't care what anyone else think, because nobody was there to give their opinion, I just posted and made what I wanted to without fear of what friends or family, because they weren't there to tell yeah. me. So I think that's a massive thing as well that can really take the, the breaks off for some people is they can be very creative and make really good stuff, but they subconsciously hold themselves back because they're really caring about the people around them in terms of what they think. So yeah. uh, that was really good too. But yeah, I started doing shows when I was quite young. I did my first wedding when I was eight right. and then had my first residency show when I was 11. So as I say, it was always, a plan to be a magician, but never a plan to be yeah. a social media magician. Yeah, and it shows you like, you know, Joel didn't wake up in one morning and 
become great on camera it was that repetition and I remember filming my first video on social media yeah. and like sometimes they come up with my memories and I'm looking I'm like what was I talking about but <laughs> equally that's what got me to being able to be better on camera yeah. I'm not saying I'm great now but no, I, am, yeah. I am better than I what, I what I once was and it just shows you how you can be uncomfortable at the start there can be a lot of friction and often for me back then it was the what ifs what if you know that family member says something about what i said or what if my old friend from school mentions it but a lot of these times you know if you're on a mission and you want to achieve something you just have to get over that kind of limiting belief that's in your own head and, and push on you do and you probably will either annoy some people or lose some people like that is the price of it like the yeah, people who really okay. love you probably won't a lot in fact a lot of the time you realize that people actually don't care that much. They might say something, but yeah. the really nice thing is whenever you then maybe do start to pick up a bit of traction or success, if you really stick at it, then it doesn't matter what they thought anyway, because you proved them wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so who cares? And, and sometimes you, have you can in your take head, that's fine. great satisfaction from that too. You know, yeah. the naysayers or the teacher in school that you could said that you could never be a social media sensation or whatever it was. You know? I, I, yeah, I, I don't necessarily get that as much as I think people always say that like prove them wrong and I've never got that too much yeah but in little bits yeah, yeah. there's like two or three people in my head I'm like huh. yeah yeah of course <laughs> yeah they, they probably don't even know what I'm doing now no but yeah so let's do what what everyone wants to see we're gonna do some magic so this yes. is obviously Joel's speciality magic. and he's gonna <laughs> teach us as to how you can blow our minds. Should we see if the magic works on four hours sleep? It's, it's like diluted a little and, bit. And the interesting thing is, I used to not believe in magic before I mm. met Joel. So this is something that's going to be an interesting experience. That's the highest compliment I've been yeah. paying So thank you. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. You get a choice. Would you like to see option one, the card trick, right. or option B, the spectacular mind reading trick you choose? Can we do one of them now and one of them later we certainly can keep them hooked yeah keep them hooked keep them engaged my <laughs> social media skills are, are off the charts here um, it works. so yeah first one i suppose we'll do the the mind reading thing i love now. it so this is what this is my favorite thing to do and actually interestingly i got into magic very young and then i dropped magic altogether in lieu of learning mentalism and hypnotism then realized that doesn't very you know, doesn't play well to a TikTok audience and certainly not for kids' TV, but my favorite stuff, I was obsessed with Darren Brown and Sherlock Holmes and that yeah. sort of thing. So this is a little bit of a test like that. It's not necessarily going to work, but I'll try and get close. I'm okay. like at 70, 80% hit rates. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, what I'm going to ask you to do and keep a very straight face okay. while we do this, the straighter the face. Straight, yeah. straight Real face, poker straight. face. Embrace I find that this hard. I'm a big smiler, you say. You're a big smiler. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I'm going to get you to think of a couple of things. Firstly, I'm going to have you think of... And let's try and mix this up. I'm going to have you think of a, let's go for a name, a name of a person that you know. And this is worth pointing this out that we haven't set this up or prearranged. Mm -hmm. What I'm asking you to do right now is genuinely on the spot. Yeah, didn't ask course. you to write that down before and nothing yeah, like that. This is correct. in your head. Okay, think of that name for me. I'm going to see how close I can get. Uh, all I'll ask is it's not somebody that's in the room. So it's, yeah. it's not one of us, any yeah, of the yeah. guys back there. You have somebody? Yeah. Okay, are you right-handed? Yes. Give me your right hand like this. Look at me. And just hold your hand right there. Try not to move. Okay. You need to think of the first letter of the name. You don't say it out loud. You just think it in the back of your head. Now, this is fun because the people watching will see exactly how I do this and you'll not necessarily be aware of it. But just think of the first letter. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. It turns into a little song towards yeah, yeah. the end. It's already gone. Uh, 
in your head count how many letters the name is, would you? Yep. It's a, it's a slightly longer name than I anticipated. And it's interesting that I think you started here and started counting on these fingers down here as well. So I'm going to say... You can relax your hand for a second. I'm going to deliberately misscribble a little bit just in case to, yes. to give away the ending and kind of do random marks here. But I think it'll be something like that. Any way I can know this? Unless no. I was a psychic, of course. I'm not going to give that away just yet. I'm going to leave it beside your phone. Make sure I don't I'm intrigued change enough. that and move that for That's going to stay in shot of the camera this entire yeah. time and not touch it. What was the name? Olivia. <laughs> You're gonna freak out in a second. I'm on a roll, so I'm gonna do two in a row, if that's okay. Uh, really, Olivia? Yeah. And we didn't set that up. No. You'll see. Okay, think, uh, I'm gonna ask you to think of a random English word. You can get one in your head. Give me a nod when you have that word. You have it. This is slightly harder because a name, it's slightly limited, right? But uh, an English words, you guys can do the math on how many different English words there are, but typically people think of one of sort of 10 to 20. So. We're going to ensure that isn't you. Make sure you have a random one. Would you think you have a random hard to guess word? I've got a random word, yeah. Okay, look at me. Same thing with your hand again. Think of the first letter. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S. Careful. Q, R. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can you think of the last letter for me? Which is easy because it's the same as the first. That's good. I'm going to, I'll, again, I'll kind of do some random scribbles here, but I think I'm not even going to ask you to, count how many letters are in it, although you could quite easily, I think. <sighs> I'm going to fold this up. Right, don't tell me what this word is quite yet, in okay. case you accuse I'm going to throw the pen away in case you think I cheat. I'm going to show you the name first, and then I'm going to let you unfold that yourself. You thought of a random name. Mm -hmm. You said it was. Olivia. What have I written down for the viewers? I don't know. <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> it is a little bit. That is crazy. That's Olivia. Now, you haven't even told me what the word is yet. Yeah. Do you want to say it out loud for the first time? Stimulus. Stimulus? Yeah. Have you got it right? In your own time. Unfold that. Piece show of the paper. camera. Show the camera as I get to cackle <laughs> my supervillain pose. That's like mental. It. Thank you. That is fair play. Do you enjoy this? Yes, I believe. I believe it. No, I always did <laughs> since meeting you, but that is, that's Thank incredible. That is insane. And we can sell these on eBay for 5p each. Yes. Anyone wants to buy them. I'm sure my sister will want to because her name's on there. Oh, is this, that's your sister? <laughs> yeah. Younger sister? Older. Older? How yeah. many siblings do you have? One sister just. You have one sister? Yeah, yeah, Love it. I have a little sister. Mm. Yeah. Good fun. Anyhow, there you go. That that is go. legitimately crazy. Like, oh, thank you. Glad yeah. you liked it. No, I love that. I I wasn't sure because whenever we were doing the name, mm. I thought you thought I had thought of more letters than I did. So I thought you might have got it wrong. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way you're gonna get this. That's a good little trick for people to watch for. By the way, is if you find out what hands somebody writes with, and then you ask them to count in their head how many letters something is. It, you can't even help it. We automatically do this. So I was sort of guesstimating, but I saw this finger move, yeah. uh, which I think was you actually started counting on that hand yeah. instead of your yeah, right hand. Yeah, so that, yeah. that nearly threw me off. Yeah, yeah. but that's crazy. And now you know yeah. how to mess up a mind reader there next you go. time. Well, I don't know how to, how to work it out, how you actually done that, but maybe you'll tell me after. Yeah.
Yeah. 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. So obviously we've got an insight into kind of how you started all this stuff. And I don't think anyone wakes up wanting to be a, a magician. You touched upon it a little bit. Did you ever do anything other than just magic or was it always a magic thing? Yeah, I did. I, in the sort of phase where I didn't have enough work as a magician and uh, was sort of desperately looking for anything that would pay me, I took a job in a piano bar playing jazz piano. Right, didn't know you so played So I did music. that for, yeah, so I actually started music before magic. Can you um, sing? Uh, not on this podcast, but mm. yeah, I, when I'm alone in my house. You'll sing a tune in the shower then? <laughs> I, I, I certainly do. I've sang in my show before I do some tricks with, with musical instruments, which oh, is fun. Yeah. I'm, not the, I'm certainly not as good as I have at magic. I practice more at that, but I really enjoy it. I used to sing in choirs and that sort of oh, thing. Yeah, uh, piano is the main instrument, I drum as well. So that's sort of my therapy. I made the choice to deliberately not do anything really music-related career-wise. I mean, I'd use it for a couple of tricks in the show if I'm feeling up to it. But it's like my one thing that is just a hobby that yeah, I get yeah. to enjoy. So usually I'll come back from the office here after a show and I'll sit and bash right in the piano for a bit and that's yeah. my sort of release. So I did that for a little while. I'm very lucky, I suppose, in that I never had like a normal job. Yeah. Uh, not really, okay, I, I've, I worked very hard so that whenever I left school, I already had a client list. Yeah. So I didn't have to get a normal job, but it sucked for the first couple of years for sure. And was there ever a point that you thought that the magic thing wasn't going to work? No, there yeah, was all the evidence in the world that it wasn't going to. <laughs> but, you know, when you're a bit younger and you're like super delusional about how it's going to work out, and that can almost be a good thing. Yeah. No one could have convinced me that I wasn't going to somehow. I didn't think it was going to get to this point, not at all. I thought that I would get a couple more restaurant residencies or maybe pick up the odd corporate show. And I think it's because I met so many magicians when I was younger and I thought, right, they're not, they're not that much more talented than me to where I couldn't get to that if I put the work in. So that always made me think, right, it's got to work somehow or other, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, if they can do it, I can do it as well if, if I just outlast them, I think. So I was never too scared. And was, were you self-taught with the magic or how did you learn? I was, so it's pretty, I don't know if it's rare, but in Northern Ireland, I, I still am one of the young, it, this is mad to me, I'm still considered a young magician at, 25, I am yet to meet anyone that's doing it full-time younger than me, which yeah. is madness to me. And it was the same pretty much 20 years above me as well. Whenever I was growing up, I didn't know any magicians that were a similar age, so I had no one really to talk to about it. Yeah. Uh, even online, I didn't really know there was a community or anything. So everything I learned was I would get bought books uh, or like DVDs. These days you can find it all online. And I would just sort of sit and watch and teach myself. I then, when I was 13, met another magician called Kaelin, who introduced me to the uh, Ulster Society of Magicians. And I didn't necessarily learn like actual magic skills there, but it was cool just to see other magicians. And that's where I then got the idea to actually do it for a job because I saw other people and they said, yeah, I do gigs for a living. I went, oh, so you in this country can actually do that for a job. Okay, I don't need to travel to Las Vegas to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to get work. So I taught it all myself but that was just the basics. I've 
so many mentors and people that I definitely wouldn't be a 100th of the way along if I hadn't yeah. learned from them. And I think that's the thing, like, you know, you need that support system, you need those people that you look up to that you're inspired by because often they're the people that drive us forward and you can take the lessons from what they've done well and then put your own spin on it and all those 100%. different things. I think when you start in anything, it's not a bad thing to copy and emulate. You have to yeah, or else you course. have no idea what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Stand on the shoulders of giants. So I think it took me, I think probably five to 13, I was self-taught, God bless her, my mom used to say, and I couldn't read and understand the books properly when I was six. I mean, I, I could read, but I didn't know what they were telling me to do. So she used to sit and like show me where to put my fingers and the cards and stuff. So she taught me my first few card tricks. And then I remember there was one day whenever I came downstairs from my bedroom and I taught one myself. And from there, I just, yeah. I took and it, so. I suppose like being able to do what you were able to do at a young age, would that make you kind of popular in school? Would you say you were one of the popular kids because of what you could do or did people think you were weird? I hope people didn't think I was weird. I was, I definitely wasn't an unpopular kid and equally I wasn't like the cool yeah. kid in school. Were you I, a jock? I, say, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sat somewhere around the middle, I think. I, I've always been, I don't want to say I've always been good, I've always enjoyed just getting on with people. So yeah. I, I certainly just, I knew everybody and people, I got on with everyone, but I wasn't like the popular kid, like got all the girls yeah, in school, yeah, was like yeah. head of the rugby team, that wasn't me at all. Yeah. I was just very content being the sort of weird music drama magic yeah. kid although it did give me a bit of self-confidence for sure because i knew absolutely that there would be no time where i'd be in a social interaction where yeah. i wouldn't have something of course i learned very quickly not to use it as a crutch because a lot of magicians grow up to be very very weird and yeah. i met a lot of them when i was 13 yeah. i was like don't want to be that yeah, so yeah, yeah. i think between about 13 to 17 i pretty much dropped the magic thing in school just to develop a personality outside of that. And yeah. I use music a lot for that. But uh, uh, yeah, in school it was good practice though. That's the one thing is because it was an endless amount of people that I could yeah. just try new stuff on. So I a lot of my early reps was just in doing stuff. What school was that? Bank of Grammar School. Bank of Grammar. Yeah, and all, all boys school as well. So I didn't, I wasn't worried about doing a trick yeah. on a girl, not like going wrong. Uh, I just was like, here, Nathan, let me just show you this. Yeah, of course. Whether it worked or not, I didn't yeah. care. So I was Glass. forever practicing new stuff. Unreal. And obviously, big congratulations are in order. You've started with Blue Peter. And you, I suppose the, the goal would be to understand, one, whether I'm worthy of a Blue Peter badge, and two, <laughs> How has that been? You were there of 150 when you have that any was, here. That's my childhood dream. If, <laughs> if I get one of these, that's going to be a childhood you know dream fulfilled. Funny? When I got the job, I thought they were going to give me a bucket of these things. Yeah, to come yeah. Out and yeah. Give it to uh, here's one. No. Oh, they're legit? Like, they're yeah. legit, yeah. And even like on video shoot days and stuff, mm. I'll give you a good example. We went to a primary school and I had to learn how to play these old Irish folk instruments. And there was a dinner lady who really wanted a Blue Peter badge and she followed me around all day and she was like, can I get a badge? Come on, can I get yeah, a badge? And I was like, I, pr I actually don't have one apart yeah. from the one I wear. And if I get rid of that, they'll know I've got rid of it and of then course. I'll get in trouble. So she started following me like to the toilets and stuff. <laughs> I was like, look, I really, I, I. so eventually uh, the team had to be like, nope, unless you appear on screen, you can't yeah. have one. So if you're on screen, even in the background or anything, you're allowed one. Yeah. And then you can obviously but I never had one growing up either. So That's interesting. And did you ever watch it growing up? Was it something that you were kind of aware of? I did. I, I will say one thing I do think was a big advantage for me growing up was we really weren't a TV household. So yeah. in general, most time where I think a lot of kids were playing games and watching TV, just in general, I spent that time practicing magic. So I think that put me a good like five years ahead in terms of learning that. So I'm thankful for that. So we never really had stuff on in the house, but of course when it was on in other people's houses, 
I saw it. I remember Zoe Salmon came into our primary school whenever I was a kid, and so we had to wear welly boots for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> she, we went to the same primary school. So two Blue Peter presenters from one primary oh, school right, in Bangor. Yeah. I know. Yeah. To, whoever's there currently, good. you could be the next. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're putting us on the map here in Northern Ireland, which is great. They're putting Triumph. Bangor on the map. Bangor on the map. Come Love, on. It. Oh, Love right. Bangor. Yeah. That's class. And I suppose the transition between making YouTube videos to being live on TV, how has that been? You know what, I think doing the social media stuff was the best practice ever because particularly during lockdown, I, sit, I must have sat, I don't know, three, four hours a day in front of a camera just talking and talking and talking, whether it was live streaming or recording. So it meant whenever a camera was put on me in a studio, I wasn't new to it completely. That plus the fact that I had done lots of stage work and stuff did kind of prepare me. So when I did my first Blue Peter show, I actually wasn't too nervous mm -hmm. not that like i'm so good i've watched back and i'm like oh my god yeah. I've, you learn so quickly of course but uh also they didn't give me time to be nervous because my first show is what we call a double show day right so there's some weeks we'll record a live show and some will record a live show and a pre-record so that we get a week off eventually oh, so i had yeah. a double show day for my first one so i didn't have time to be nervous Unreal. but social definitely prepared me for it i think I'm saying that now, I'll probably watch back where I'm at right now in a year and go, yeah. he wasn't prepared and for that. And you'll progress, but, but that's the thing, you know, so. it is, you'll, you'll progress as you go. And often people think they need to do all these courses and qualifications to get somewhere, but equally practice has, has kind of got you to where you are. It's not like you're a qualified TV presenter. I, I will say the one thing that I have to get better at, and I think it's a good thing that I'm being forced to, is memorizing scripts because yeah. we don't have auto cue. So a lot of TV shows, they will they'll have the yeah. thing in front. I don't know why we don't, but it's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. It means you have to really know what you're doing and you can yeah. kind of ad-lib and stuff. So that's been really fun to learn how to do that. And then, of course, there are moments where you're sat on live TV and you go, I don't know what my line is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to just learn to go uh, with it. And act like you, yeah. you know what you're going to say. So you learn stress tolerance, I think, and no amount of social media training prepare me for that. Yeah. And then there's the new element. I, I'm working with the team now. I've always just kind of done it myself yeah, yeah. with the guys I work with here. So that's been really fun and, and a learning experience yeah. too. Epic. Yeah. I'm going to have to look at my phone for this to make sure I get Please my numbers do. right. I need to make I'll, sure my numbers are right I'll here. I'll pull my thumb off for yeah. the viewers like that. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's so, stunning. social media. Please. We have 16.4 million on TikTok. Mm -hmm. That's million, not thousand. 2.7 million on YouTube. 587,000 on Instagram, mm. and you've grew over 19 million followers on all platforms. Mm. How does that make you feel? I'm really grateful for it. Like anything, you do get used to it very fast. I do think the best thing ever is growing a social media following in Northern Ireland, yeah. because no one blokes smoke. Yeah. And you're also, it's not like you're on LA where there's loads of kids who will be like social media freak out. Yeah. You do get it a bit, but I think because I grew it slowly but surely, I just kind of got used to it. I'm really thankful for it. I'm not being ungrateful. I love it. It's an amazing dream yeah. job. But it's it's not like winning the lottery where like you're like, oh my goodness, that's so unexpected. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you put the work in. You're on the trajectory and yeah. you're gradually seeing an increase and you're you're looking at the data and the analytics and all those things. 100%, yeah. As opposed to answer your question, it feels amazing. It's what I wanted was to be a magician as a job and yeah. this is the amazing platform. And at the same time, I don't look at it and feel like, oh, I don't deserve that because I, I did work yeah, hard of course. for it. Uh, the other thing that is really fun about it is that I built it up 
first it was me, but also with my brother as well. We yeah. built that up together. And then I worked with my best friend, Tristan. He is primarily responsible for the YouTube growth as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's not just me, that's worth saying as well. And yeah. that's fun to have worked on it as a bit of a project. No, I love that. And you know, you, sh you should be sort of, I suppose, proud of yourself for achieving something like that. Cause it's not easy and people will look at it and be like, oh, you know, anyone can grow a social media following, but you need, people to like what you're doing you need to be consistent with it and put the reps in and that's exactly what we've yeah. been talking about as it's well it's one thing to grow it it's another thing to keep it that's the one thing i've heard if if you do take your foot off the pedal it, like people will lose interest very mm. fast so that's just the phase i'm in now is learning how to then nourish and look after the people who've already yeah. got and would you say you're able to be authentically yourself on social media i that it's a really good question i think yes or no yes in the, I, I certainly am not not myself yeah. on camera but also with the sort of stuff i make it's a lot of it, it it's fast and snappy so of course yeah. I, I it's to it a certain and extent and also you're putting on a show of course and it's magic and that's a big part of magic in general is being a showman yeah you're not really it's an elevated version of me yeah. if you meet me in person i'm pretty much the same but of course on camera i'm a little bit more it's, it's entertainment right yeah of course i will say i've never put anything out online that i look back at and go that really wasn't yeah. who was that guy. If, if anything, I look back and I go, oh, that, I could see how gradually I'm becoming who I am now. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be authentic in that you do stuff you like. The worst thing you can do, I think, is be one of these kind of trend follower creators. Yeah. Because firstly, that just shows that you really don't actually care. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You, and it makes you inauthentic yeah, because you're it, hopping it, on a trend. Does. And that's fine, I think, if you're experimenting to find out what you like. But at a certain point, you need to just make stuff that you like some of the best advice I got. And it's in a book that's sitting there called, I think it's called Steal Like an Artist. Can't remember the author, but I reread it every so often. And it looks like a children's book, but it's actually yeah. got some great stuff in it. Is I think it says like, and I'm probably butchering this, but it's something along the lines of like, write the story you wanted to read or create the video you wanted to watch. Something yeah. like that. I can't remember what it is. My version of it was create the video I would want to see. So whenever I'm making something, I always have in the back of my head, if I was scrolling down the For You page, what would be the thing that would make me go, oh, that was cool, yeah. and then just make that. And that's really interesting because a lot of that transitions across to what I do in the coaching world. So mm. like a lot of what I'm coaching and the people that I'm coaching is people who are overcoming the insecurities that I used to have, the challenges that I overcame, the, the lack of confidence that I once had. So I almost look at it like, right, I'm actually coaching my former self or I'm putting out a I video like on social media where I'm talking about what I would have wanted to learn about or understand better because we live in a world where we're always kind of moving forward. There's always new information, but equally we need to think back to where we once were, what we kind of found difficult and we're frustrated by, and then kind yeah. of, I suppose, coach that person, yes. which is, it's kind of easy in a way, but then sometimes I find it hard to relate back to that person because yeah. you're in a different position now. It must be very fulfilling though. That's one thing that I think my job misses a little bit, which is sure, like people might be entertained by the videos and if they come to a live show, certainly they'll have a really good time. They might remember that, but you're actually making a lot, I, I like to think, and yeah. probably agree, you make genuinely lasting impact on these people. Yeah, of lives. course. And maybe, maybe you can do that through magic. I'm, maybe I just, I'm thinking. You're on, I suppose you're undermining there, what you're doing, but like. But you know what I mean? Like, I understand you're able you're to tangibly from. see that person was like this, yeah. now they are like this, yeah. and somewhere in the middle, I was there. Yeah, and I that's suppose cool. that's because I actually have a direct relationship with 
X person who is on the program so yeah. I actually see the transition that they go through yeah. but equally you could have the exact same impact on someone who's watching your videos and that that's the thing that makes them smile every single day because that's that's, that's a massive impact and if you can actually make someone smile that's what you're essentially doing you know that's all well, thank you, you made me smile whenever you thought about that that name that was See, big smiles and all. And he asked me to keep a poker face, but I just couldn't stop smiling. You know, <laughs> I used to smile. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I will say actually, I do know for a fact of about ten people that got into magic because of watching my videos over lockdown. Massive impact. Doing, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I still think, I'm, as I'm sure you probably do not, I still feel like I'm getting started, and there's so much more yeah. of that. There's start. always another level, and I think that's the goalposts are always moving. You you wanted to be, you wanted to have a million followers, and now you have nineteen point whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it shows you how the goalposts will move and you'll actually, there obviously needs to be evidence of it actually coming true, but equally as they move, you know, you'll move with that and you'll set bigger goals because the moment I suppose you lose vision for where you're going is the moment that you'll just stop moving forward. That's good advice, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, I will say in terms of your question about being authentic, I, I think I can pretty much pinpoint exactly when it was. I think it was about three months into lockdown where I suddenly stopped really trying to hide, I suppose, like my quirkiness and smiliness so much mm -hmm. on camera. And actually, it was more like what I am in person. There was a certain point, like I think previous to that, where I was emulating still a lot of other people. Yeah. And I really just was myself. And it wasn't on purpose. I think I just was alone so much in lockdown with my own funny thoughts yeah. that I just actually started being myself a lot more on camera. And it boomed really, yeah. really fast. Because people can tell whenever you're putting on a stick. Big they can, absolutely. And, and I think that's what's worked well for you. Because I remember the first event that I met you at, and I was like, oh, that's that guy from social media. You know, I'll go up and introduce myself, as yeah. I always do. And that's something I wouldn't have had the confidence to do before. But I went up yeah. and I says, well, Joel, I love what you're doing, etc." But then I realized, right, well, this guy, you know, you nearly are taken a little bit back and you say, right, this guy's actually quite nice. You know, he's actually <laughs> not what people perceive someone who has millions of followers to be. And I think yeah. that's a common misconception of what I thought of someone who is in your position before I met you and equally would you say there's any misconceptions you feel people have about you before they I, meet you? I, I think so I'll say to just to your point firstly is thank you for the compliment no, no. but I had a really bad experience once with someone who I looked up to who was like a social media yeah. person I met them and that that convinced me for life to always just be as nice as possible yeah, to everyone course. because I was devastated by how yeah. rude this person was. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, misconceptions about me, I, I'm, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I genuinely don't really think about it that much. I, I potter around life in my own little head yeah. and I constantly get the fear because people will send me videos of them filming me walking around town. Yeah. And I'm just like, bloop, 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 walking around <laughs> yeah. in my own little So I really don't think about it that much. I think possibly I, I'm very normal. Personally. Yeah. You mentioned <laughs> you mentioned fear there. Like, what is your biggest fear to steer the Ooh. question in a different direction? Biggest. Okay, the real answer. Actually, the thing that yeah. freaks me out the most is if my brother died. That would oh, be the yeah. biggest one. Yeah. That's so interesting because yeah. Lauren was on the podcast and she mentioned something similar when really? I asked that question. Yeah, that would that would really freak yeah. me out. Yeah. Big part I just of your keep life. Ethan's be be my best friend since I was. I was little and i think it's one of those things that like everything could be really terrible by the way for people watching ethan's the guy who is in pretty much all of my videos the guy like going whoa how'd you do that yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so if, if something happened to him that would be my yeah be fear, probably um what misconceptions about me i yeah i think if you if you see what i'm like on camera 
I'm less hyper in real life, probably, but I'm about the there same. There is a lot of Red Bull over there, though. There is an awful yeah. lot of Red Bull. keeps <laughs> us going, these, all these flights. I think that the big thing, whenever you meet anyone who's a social media person, there's, there's a big difference, I think, maybe with the exception of the very early ones, between like a social media celebrity and like a, a more classic sort yeah, of A-lister of celebrity. A lot of us don't realise that we're as well-known as we yeah, actually are, because you learn almost like to gamify social media, you forget yeah. that it's actually people who are watching People, you. it's real people, yeah. Like still to this day, you'll, I mean, I still get surprised when people come up and have seen my videos, Genu- and I, I, that's not a fake humble thing. Like yeah. I would like to be a bit more cocky about it, but yeah. I do often just forget. And I think it's probably a better way to yeah. be. And I suppose if you were to throw up, what age are you now? I'm 25 now. 25. Closer to 30 than 20 now, Sally. Getting, there, getting old, getting boys. There. Yep, you can see the greys <laughs> coming through. And that. Yeah, help. I suppose if you were to throw it back and you're thinking about the 18-year-old Joel M, what would you say to that guy? I would tell him to spend way less time worrying about stuff. I, I think I was a chronic worrier where I would keep myself up at night and just spent all day in this sort of fearful state. And to an extent that helped because it forced me into action to get to work but I think net it probably I would have got to where I am faster if I had just been less fearful and worried about things because that classic thing of most of the things you're worried about never actually happen is so true and even if they do happen they're usually not as bad as you thought or it could have been the best thing for you so there's things now I'll catch myself I'll get worried about it and I have to from experience now just let it go right away or or lean into the fear of it a little bit so I definitely tell him Kind of keep doing what you're doing, but spend way less time worrying. Because pr- honest to God, like I was so bad, I would have spent probably more time worried about the thing I had to do than actually doing the thing. And I could have had way more free time if I just yeah. hadn't, <laughs> hadn't done that. No. I would have slept better too. Yeah, 100%. And I'm going to try and tap into your mind here with a Please. really hard question. So you strip, <laughs> you strip the social media followers away. Yeah. You strip the business and the career away and all your success. Okay. Would you still be enough? Yeah, I would. If you had asked me that two years ago, I probably would have said no. But yeah. And I think I only really realized that in the last year where I had, I had some stuff happen to me that was a bit, bit testing at the start of 2022. And so I almost, for a good six months, I, I didn't really focus on career or anything at all. It was really in the back burner. And I was just as happy um, yeah <laughs> if I, and that's the thing yeah i felt i felt like myself i think if you get to the point where because we all go through phases sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to go through these driven like get the goals done focused. Yeah. that's important sometimes it absolutely is and i think some people use the the excuse of like i'm enough the way i am, and yeah. that's true but also go do something yeah you know? of course but i've seen it go the other way with people as well and that yeah freaks me and out, i think so. like so many people would have their whole identity wrapped up in I'm Joel, the mm. magician, the guy that's got all the followers, but equally you're someone outside of that. And I think yeah. people don't realize that. People see these people doing well or celebrities and think, oh, that's Joel that, that does that thing. And they don't think about the Joel that's actually underneath and the guy yeah. that's actually a human being. Yeah. So I think that's why I ask that question. And yeah. often we live question. in a world, especially in this country, where we constantly feel like we're not good enough. We're not good enough for that. Did you ever have a limiting belief that was kind of in the back of your head, potentially holding you back from taking the oh, next step. Oh yeah, I still have that now for sure. I think everyone still has that to a certain extent. Uh, I still get shocked sometimes when good things happen to me because I'm like, why me? And I, I'm so aware that this comes across as like me being a fake humble or something, but I promise it's true. Uh, Tristan will be down the back nodding as well. But I, I definitely have held myself back massively from 
like asking for certain opportunities or taking certain risks or doing certain things sooner because I haven't felt maybe I'm worthy of that. So I'm still working on that. Yeah. Um, I will say to your point earlier about whether you're enough, I remember distinctly once why I was like, that's a warning sign that I'm relying too much on the career numbers, which was, it was during lockdown and I worked super hard in a video and posted it and it did badly on views by my metric. Now my metric yeah. at the time was, badly was it got a hundred thousand views yeah but i was used to getting say say a million was my standard so this is 10 times worse but it's still a hundred thousand times better than when i started yeah and i remember thinking god that's not good that i've wrapped so much i actually was really unhappy and like it bothered yeah. me for a day and i thought that's not good because i feel 10 times worse because of a number yeah and had i and got also 10 that, million i would yeah. have felt 10 times better yeah and that's not a good position to be in and, and sometimes with the whole social media thing it's actually outside of your control you know it's yeah. the algorithm it's whatever's happening on that 100%. thing and of course it needs to be an engaging video but sometimes you know i remember being younger and like swiping on my instagram every time i made a post who's liked yeah. it who's liked it and you're getting that kind of dopamine and that mm -hmm. reward from the i suppose the validation of what other people think of you yeah. and that's what it comes back to i'll say that's like the most mentally satiating thing of all time until it's not and then when it's not yeah. it's really really bad in that at the start when i started posting i can relate 100 percent. there was a day that i was just tapping and my best ever day in social I went up a hundred thousand people I oh know it was 150,000 people in one day and that was like the most addicting thing ever just yeah. every time I scroll and then that's great until it stops yeah and then what of course so it's not a good source of happiness yeah. it can drive you a little bit to get to a certain point but then after a while you have to really yeah self-generate that big time <laughs> you know? and even like on that point of like not feeling enough and to go back to a personal example for me so like i remember years ago i felt like well it's probably just over 12 months ago my identity was solely wrapped up in johnny's that guy that helps people with their fitness he helps them improve their mindset all these different things and then covid i was probably actually around covid time and that kind of hit and i was like oh is this all going to be taken away from me is this not going to be an option and then one thing that i that task that i did that really helped me was picking someone who's really close to you you can pick one or two people and you either send them a message or ask them to write it in a letter or whatever and you say what makes you feel so connected to me Ooh, right that's and i asked i asked Ooh. i asked lauren this this question and she kindly wrote i wasn't asking for compliments but she kindly wrote this big spiel about why we were connected and why she wanted to be with me and all those things but that was never mentioned the fact that you're the fitness coach, you're the guy that say, helps all the people, yeah. you're the guy that does all these great things. It was actually just about who I am as a person. So if you're struggling right now and you feel like you're not good enough, go to the people that are closest to you, ask them what makes you feel connected to them, and I guarantee you it will instantly flip your perspective. That's a lovely, lovely idea. Yeah. Might try that. Do it, get Tristan to write down all the things he loves about you. Tristan, now you're gonna write uh, all the things I like about you. Yeah. It is a long, long page of yeah. reading for days. <laughs> it, is, it is good practice though and I think it will it will help so That's yeah a really good idea I like that um who's the most famous person in your phone book okay I'll show you yeah but I can't tell the camera okay and then I'll tell you the story about right. how I got it we can't tell yeah that's cool I'll, I'll not mention that is it a really good looking girl yeah no although I have some I have some of those uh that's the that's the best one that's legit no the thing is they do not know I have their phone number yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason I have it is uh I was doing a podcast and the guests that I had on, they had their number. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't believe that one bit. <laughs> they opened up their phone to show me. And me being mentally yeah, smiling yeah. was able to just go, 
remember it. Really? I stuck it in my phone just so, just so they, yeah. they don't know I have it, nor will I ever yeah. use it, but I do have that phone That's number. That's unreal. That, it's a legitimate <laughs> phone number. Yeah, it's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. And, um, I have, by the way, I should say some actual ones. I'm really lucky in that I have, like the people I looked up to uh, in the magic world, I'm connected to most of them now and that's super super cool I, like i'm voicemailing my childhood heroes now yeah and that's probably the coolest thing about having the social media audience yeah. overall like if there was a flexi thing is that it does give you access to people yeah. so if anyone's thinking of starting social media and they need a reason to do it that's a pretty fun one yeah and you had jace drill on your podcast how was that uh we we jason actually it was wasn't even with the podcast we actually filmed magic with him instead oh, right. so yeah, yeah. i didn't so we have tricks uh which will come out hopefully in the next month lovely guy yeah like a, do you know what honestly with the exception of one or two every single famous person i've met has been lovely and whenever you do get i still don't consider myself famous i think that i have some online popularity you then learn very quickly that oh they're probably just like me as well they're yeah. probably still as confused as anyone else's yeah why they're and they probably have a bit of imposter syndrome too so it makes talking to celebrities a lot easier yeah because you realize they are that's that classic thing of Celebrities are just normal people. Yeah. They are, and yeah, I think when you get like mega, mega famous, there's some that their life just is different for sure. But for the most part, yeah. they're all just nice people who work very hard at what they do. They like what they do. And a lot of the reason why they're famous is because they're very good at people and nice to people, which is why they climb to the top. Yeah. And also people will like look at people and put them on a pedestal and mm. say, oh, you know, they're amazing and they're this and they're that. But equally, whenever it comes to that comparison trap that's going to steal yeah. away all your happiness, it's actually looking at it just like chapters of a book. Yeah. If you're in an industry and someone's that you really look up to is doing really well, they're just on a further on chapter they've maybe been doing it a little bit longer well, and again you shouldn't even really look for validation for people who are really really close yeah, to you yeah. let alone complete strangers yeah i mean take advice and like love of from course. the people around you but the, only you really know yourself and yeah. your entire story and what's going on inside so you really shouldn't take it too seriously Big and time. it can become addicting like it really can i remember during lockdown when ethan and i would go out and we would go to say a mcdonald's and every person there would have because tiktok was just the thing at the yeah, time yeah all the kids would know and that can become really addicting yeah. and i never find it annoying or you hear like people no, complain course, like that's yeah. so annoying i can't go out like i loved it it yeah, was great yeah. but then you do go oh actually this is a bit superficial and if i disappeared tomorrow none of them would probably notice yeah. so let's just take this with a pinch of salt of you know, course and, not and i suppose a lot of people will have seen that you're doing and going through a little bit of a fitness journey at the minute and you're doing really well with it so Thanks. what advice would you give to someone who's kickstarting their fitness journey right okay Depends what your goals are. Uh, this is going to be hilarious because <laughs> what I say now, you may be like, no, no. <laughs> What's worked for me? I find that I am a very extreme person. Yeah. So when I try something, I tend to go like absolutely ham at it. And that's actually been a detriment because if I wanted to get leaner, I'd borderline like starve myself. Like I'm sure you've seen loads of people do, or if I wanted to put on muscle, I'd like eat way too much. So I, I always struggle to level it out. And I think there's a balance somewhere in the middle. It's worked. Do you know the thing that set me back for years was honestly, I couldn't be bothered to do the mental math of the yeah. nutrition. Yeah. So I would just think I knew what I was eating and never actually measure it. And when I started measuring what I was eating, I made more progress in like two months than yeah. I did eight years. So that'd be the first piece of advice, get the nutrition right or go yeah. to someone who understands it. Yeah. And I think I probably overtrained a lot as well. I went to the yeah. gym too much. 
Uh, I rest a lot more now, take more rest days. That's been really good. Uh, I know sleep is really, really important. It's something I'm trying to get better at as well. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, when you make the mental flip of exercise being a chore to actually genuinely enjoying it, and when you see all the benefits out of it, it becomes very easy to stay yeah. in shape. And, and I suppose like an add-on of that, it's like, you know, going to the gym to look a certain way is probably exactly how not to do it. Yeah, Equally, you know, you you know, there's always a goal of wanting to look different and improve your body shape, of course, but it's you want to actually think about and attach how it makes you feel. So yeah. like you go into the gym, yes, it's going to change how your body looks as a byproduct, but if you focus on how it makes you feel after the gym session, you'll never miss a gym session. And I didn't understand that until this, I suppose last, I suppose the last year really, is I used to think, Possibly the way I was conditioned in like PE in school and being forced to play sports I didn't yeah. like to. I used to think exercise equals I feel bad. When you realize that it is the complete opposite and you actually feel amazing when you really push yourself without injuring yourself, of course. Or even like with nutrition, you eat healthy foods, you feel great. Yeah. And I never, it's such an obvious thing, but I think people think it's like a punishment to give up all this awful stuff. And you don't have to give it up completely, but if you stop eating Domino's pizza, your life gets better, not worse. Yeah, you know? big time. No, within reason, like we all like to, <laughs> yeah. like to dab in and have of some course. chocolate this afternoon. It was a good Ken time. Seeing the kinders going down, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing is I used to feel really guilty about then, like say I hit like nutrition perfectly and it was like, oh, you have room for a nice chocolate bar. I go, no, can't, bad, because yeah, I'm yeah. an extremist. But actually you're better off doing that because then yeah. you're more likely to stick to it for the long term. I'm sure you have your advice on that as well. Yeah, but. like sticking to it for the long term is a big one. And what you want to look at your fitness journey like when you start it is like, do I see that myself doing this for the rest of my life? If the answer is yes, keep doing what you're doing. If the answer is no, it's probably not going to be sustainable. So yeah. it's actually looking at it being like, right, is going to the gym six times a week sustainable for me with my current busy schedule? No, is going to the gym three or four times sustainable yes so i see myself doing that forever so i'll do it and, it, and it's just starting wherever you're at like for me at the minute i i do go to the gym every day but i don't lift weights every day yeah. i i get ten thousand steps a day yeah and usually that's just on a treadmill for like 30 minutes and I'm just pottering around and then i only lift three days a week sometimes yeah. two yeah and that is enough that's working usually you, yeah. yeah it's no, and it is more than enough like i'm not saying it, it's is, not. it, it yeah. is for them well at least for the average person but yeah, it depends what you want like there's been times where I've lifted seven days a week just because I've wanted to and felt so good yeah. afterwards. And then there's times I'm traveling and I can't. So it's just about knowing yourself. And the other thing is don't try and figure it out by yourself. Find someone who knows what they're doing and get a coach. I've had yeah. coaches, so no, that makes a big difference. You wouldn't try and learn to speak a new language yeah. by yourself. So big time. <laughs> find someone who knows and ask yeah. them. I suppose outside of what you do in the magic world and on TV and all those things, what, what do you like doing outside of fitness and all those things? I love playing piano. That's like my therapy. I absolutely love playing video games, but I do not let myself because yeah. it's like that. You know, everyone has that one thing when they do it, then everything else goes. If I went home today and like played the PS5, I'd be, it would all just go, go to hell really, really Minecraft quickly. Minecraft would be out again. Oh, uh, do you know, I actually find a way to trick my brain. Here's a fun one. <laughs> it's so stupid. But if I have to get like, uh, really like boring work done like emails or admin or something yeah. stick on a soundtrack to something that you liked when you were younger <laughs> i stick on the minecraft extended mix on youtube <laughs> and i will fly through. Hack. i was paying parking tickets earlier and i just got through them in a breeze because <laughs> like that music was playing in the background it's like as close as i can get to playing the game so i like doing that honestly it, classic things i like going to the cinema uh most of my free time honestly is spent here because it's this cliche of like, well, if you like what you do, it's not work. Honestly, we have a ball just here in the office when 
I'm with my brother, we sit and we just mess around making videos. I get to do, with there's some things, of course, I yeah. don't like about my job, but for the most part, if I had free time when I was younger, I would spend it doing what I'm doing now for a job. Yeah. So if you can find something that you really do like doing, and somehow, I understand it's difficult, and not everyone's in that position, but if you can, absolutely go all in on that, because it does make work very fulfilling. Love it. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna finish with three quick fire fit questions. Love it. One actual question and a magic trick. How's that sound? That sounds beautiful. Love it. Right, so let's go. First quick fire question. I've got it written down here. Okay. Perform 200 magic tricks every day for the rest of your life or not do magic at all? Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's a... <laughs> 200 I, I, take I, a long I, I'm gonna pick the no magic because I've done 200 magic tricks today when I used to do live streams and I burnt out like beyond belief. So no, I couldn't yeah. do 200 today. Because it's That's even too like much. the mental thing of doing it as oh. well as obviously physically moving your body. Yeah, they, I think I would just get sick of the tricks. I think that would kill it for me. Yeah. I'm picking no magic. And what about something that you've always wanted to achieve but you haven't achieved it yet? I would love to do a big extended tour, like a live show. Live stuff is my favorite. I love doing the corporate jobs, the one-off shows, but I'd like to take like a year yeah. and use the social media and the TV stuff that I built to sell the tickets and then meet the people that have been watching my stuff online. Yeah, Want to do that? Um, we always ask this at the end of every single podcast before we do the magic trick. Okay. It's called the Unstoppable Podcast. What does being and becoming unstoppable mean to you? Okay, I think I think there's days where you wake up and you absolutely do feel unstoppable. You just do. And there's days where you absolutely don't, no matter what. You just, by default, 10% of your days are probably going to suck. Yeah. I think being unstoppable is at some point you make a commitment to yourself that even on those bad days, you're still going to try your very, very best. Or at least you're going to try and outlast those bad days so that then eventually you can look back and you have a big streak and you don't have regrets. And you look back and go, I gave it my very, very best. That's yeah. probably what being unstoppable would be to me. Just Love keep that. going, don't Love stop. Keeper lit, isn't that what they say? Keeper lit is right. <laughs> that, but I would just add to that as well. A big part, I think, honestly, of why I'm able to do this now is you just outlast people by being unstoppable. Yeah. If you can just go, right, I'm just not going to completely stop. Yeah. The amount of people that started doing the social media magic thing at the same time as me that now just aren't doing it. And we're definitely more talented and we're probably at the time working harder, yeah. but then just stopped. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, why do you stop? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no, that, I love that, that for me is mad. So don't do that. I'd wake up each day with the intention of trying to get a little bit better. Love it, 1% better. Final magic trick then, are you gonna, yeah, what are you well, gonna do for us? I would love to show you something. And I have never performed this trick on TV, social, anywhere. So you get first dibs oh, yeah. First dibs, love first it. Dibs, love which it. means if it goes wrong, it's fine. I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a card trick. Everyone loves card tricks, but it's a bit different than the normal card trick. Uh, I'll not tell you what I'm going to do because that'll give away right. the ending, but I'm attempting to do something with you right now. Okay. It's already started, and I think this is going to work. If you have a look at the cards for a second, I'm just going to shuffle through them just for the moment. And good, look at me. Good. You're going to think of a card inside the pack, but you're not going to do it just by going, Two of diamonds, everyone thinks of the same sort of cards. A lot of girls will think queen of hearts, a lot of fellas think ace of spades or seven of hearts. You're gonna go through and consciously choose the one you want. So you can look through the entire pack, make a mental note of what you want and just keep going and then shuffle them. So you don't have to take the just card one. out of the pack, just one. I don't want there to be any signal as to what the card is. So don't go through and like take it out and put it on the table some way of like me knowing, just do it at random. Okay. Okay. 
and we have one, you just pop the cards back on the table. I'm going to look this way into the camera. And don't take the card well. out or anything? Don't even take it out, just take a mental note. That means this would be impossible. I'm not going to look at you in case you think I'm possibly watching your eye movements, maybe seeing when you get interested in one. Uh, not that that would help me anyway, because you're going to shuffle them. And whenever you are happy, you let me know. I'm also going to throw in a piece of chewing gum, because two coffees in a row ain't good for anyone. Right. You have one? I've got one. Would you like to change your mind? No. Okay, uh, throw them back in the box. You don't need these anymore. Do you want me to shuffle them? Oh, you can if you like, please. Or you don't have to. It's no, up to I'm you. a terrible shuffler. I'm not even going to shuffle them because genuinely I don't know how to shuffle. Oh, pop that them is away. the problem. You're fantastic. Okay, yeah. that felt like a free choice. Yes? Mm hmm. It wasn't a free choice. I'm going to explain why. I think if I've done this right, I should have subliminally influenced you to pick the card <laughs> I want. Like, I'm going to commit to it. I'm not just going right. to ask you to tell me and then me say, uh, yeah, it worked because. That, that yeah. wouldn't be my, I'll actually, I'll take out the one that I thought that you thought okay. of. And again, if I'm wrong here, I want to just say as well, see if I can read your face. Possibly I that my, one. Keep my poker face. I'm really not sure if I've done this right. Was it the first card that just pops into your head or did you change your mind a couple of times? I changed mine a few times. Might struggle. Okay, I'm just going to go for what my gut reaction was, and I'm going to pop it on the table, but I don't want you to look at it quite yet. Put your finger on top of the card so you know I don't change it. <laughs> oh, I feel like this. I feel like this hasn't worked. What was that? What was the card? Six of Hearts. There's not a Six of Hearts in here. It's disappeared. It's in your pocket. I'm just joking. I, I, I <laughs> did get it wrong. You can take a look. I was, I went for. Oh, you can show the camera. Queen of Hearts. For that would have been, would have been good. Would have been good. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the I was thinking because Queen of Hearts on the, on the. Oh yes, the, that would have been. Although, on although mind. interestingly, you didn't notice me influencing you to pick Six of Hearts. No. No. Because what what happened if you watch this back? I actually at one point said I want you to think of a card, and I pulled one out and I held a Queen of Hearts in your face. You can watch back the footage, and I thought that would have got you to think of yeah, Queen yeah. of Hearts. And you stared right at the Queen. Do you remember me doing that? No. You don't remember doing that? No. I'll watch it back Because it's not about the Queen of Hearts. It's about what the Queen of Hearts is holding. If you look closer, look. The Queen of Hearts is actually holding a card. What card is the Queen holding? <laughs> the Six of Hearts. <laughs> Pure luck. You get a blue Peter badge. No, you don't. That's, that's, I, not, I, that's not how it works. <laughs> I, I thought that one had actually went wrong. Oh, I, I nearly had you. He <laughs> nearly like, had me fail. Make him wriggle and just say, oh, God, I have to cut this down. But no, thanks very much. Absolute legend. It's been my pleasure. Thank Appreciate you so much. Love Thanks for coming you. on. Legend. Guys, make sure you, you subscribe and like and all. Like and subscribe. Do it all. He's gonna I'll use my mind to skills to make you do manage it. Manage all this social media thing. <laughs> it's been a real joke. No, Thank you. I appreciate it, mate. Legend.